You're listening to a Centro Church podcast. I want you to give a massive round of applause as I invite Saffron to come up to preach to her. Hi, everyone. <laughs> so good to be here tonight. I'm Saffron, like Johnny said, and it's awesome to see everyone. I want to start off by thanking Pastor Tim and Kat for letting Centro Youth do this takeover. It's such an amazing opportunity for us to show you who we are and the night has only just begun. We're gonna have a great rest of the time. So I wanna start off with a story. When I was younger, I went on holiday with my family and we went looking for glowworms. So we went to this big cave. Now you're not allowed torches, so it's super, super dark. And you're looking around, you're trying to find this light. And I remember being so excited because in the distance, I just saw one little shining light out there and it was like one glowworm that went off and then another one went off and then another one went off and another one went off and soon this huge cave was filled with all of this light and it was like all of these glowworms had gone off together and here's the thing those glowworms are always there they're there during the day they haven't disappeared but they're only visible at night because that's when they shine their light now God has placed a light within us but he hasn't made us to shine in the light he's made us he's placed this light in us to shine in the darkness. We have to be that lighthouse in the dark that points others towards God. Light is one of those prevalent themes throughout the entire Bible. In the beginning, let there be light were the first words spoken of the unformed earth. God saw that the light was good and he separated the light from the darkness. God said the light was good. When we look at Ephesians 5 verse 8 to 9, for once you were full of darkness, but now you have a light from the Lord. So live as people of light, for this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. When we accept Christ into our lives, the light of God enters into us and dwells within. Jesus is living within us. His light becomes our light. Not only have we received this light, but we're now called to be transmitters of this light. So we need to reflect this. What am I representing? Who are you representing? Do people look at you and see the face of God? Do they see his love, his joy, his mercy when we live in a world that displays quite the opposite of that? Should not Christians be different? Should not we be distinct, separate, out of the ordinary? Christ was distinct, separate and out of the ordinary and he calls people to be just like him. Being different can be hard. We live in a world that values conformity and most of us are scared of being set apart. But you could tell Jesus was set apart for a greater purpose. So let's all conform together in the image of Christ for this greater purpose. The Holy Spirit works within us by changing our hearts so that we can be marked different than those that remain in the world. So we shouldn't be afraid of being different. Just like I need to be aware of what my diet is, that is what I'm consuming, I also need to be aware of what I'm letting out of my life. I want to reflect Christ's love and show others who he is. God wants us to represent him well in the world. He wants us to accurately reflect who he is and his character so that people are drawn to him. We are Christ's representatives. We advocate for him. John 8 verse 12. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I'm the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Jesus is the true light of the world. When we have Jesus' light, we are never in darkness. Jesus defeated darkness. So now that we have him inside of us, darkness cannot overcome us. So why do we need to shine this light? Well, God gave us this light to shine and not hide. Our shining light draws people into him. We have the privilege of helping others 
by living a life that's pointing towards the glory and the goodness of God. Sin does cover our light. I have a light, but it's not helping anyone else around me when it's covered by all the worldly pleasures that I indulge in. God has given us this light and he's given us the responsibility to shine it. God says there's no point turning on a lamp for it to then be hidden. So we have the task of shining so bright so that people see that our life is different, see that we have a difference in our walk, in our attitudes, in our behaviours, in our services. And we're doing this so that God can be seen, he can be heard, he can be praised. So shine by offering hope when there is none, offering kindness when surrounded by negativity, offering patience when in chaos, have courage over fear and joy during adversity. We need to use our gifts so that we can give faith to the faithless. This shows that God is actively working in your life. People see a difference in our behaviours. They see that we think differently, that we love differently, that we act differently, and they want to know why. They want to know who God is. There's a quote by C.S. Lewis, and it says, Don't shine so others can see you. Shine so that through you, others can see him. We need to have a changed life. Without one, Christians have a credibility gap. If I'm telling you how great my car mechanic is, but my car is struggling to start, or how good my hairdresser is, but they dyed my hair blue instead of blonde, you're probably going to be hesitant to trust them. What good is it telling everyone else around us, all the non-Christians in our life, how good God is if they cannot see how we've been saved, set apart, and transformed? We need to be set apart, so we need to let our light shine bright. Thank you. Come on. How good. We are set apart. Come on. Was that five minutes of fire or what? That was five minutes of fire. It's, it's going to keep going. It's getting hot in here, let me tell you. And uh, the next person that I'm going to invite up is an absolute gun. She is in grade eight. She's 14 years old and she's going to come up on the platform in front of you tonight, and she's gonna bring five minutes of fire. So I want you to encourage her as she comes up. Let me tell you, she is called, she's anointed, and and she's ready to speak into our lives tonight, and I, for one, I'm ready to receive. There is no one, it says in the Bible, don't look down on those that are young, right? Don't let them look down on you because of your age. And I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna fall into that trap. I'm ready to receive tonight. And so I hope you are too. So I want you to encourage her. I want you to um, welcome her up as I invite Zara Miller to the stage. Come on. Woo! Let's go. Hi. Um, I'm Zara. Um, I'm in grade eight and I'm part of Centro Youth. Um, I was chosen to speak tonight and I wanted to thank Pastor Tim and Kat for giving me the opportunity, so thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> at some point in life, everyone feels grief and loss and it can be really tough and it can bring you down. I know it was tough when I lost my dad. I was five when I lost my dad and it was, it was really hard. But at the time, I was really young, so I didn't really understand what was happening. Um, but 
I was, when I got older and realized what had happened, <laughs> it hurt <laughs> a lot. And I cried a lot. And sometimes I'd blame myself. And I was in a bad place for a while. But when I started doing soaps, uh, scripture, observation, application, and prayer, I found a scripture, and it's Matthew 11, 28 to 30, and it says, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. <laughs> Reading this scripture helped me realize that I didn't feel that I didn't have to feel sorry and be upset all the time. And I could give all my pain to God and he would give me peace. So when I got upset about it, I sat on my bed and I prayed for ages until God gave me peace. I didn't feel horrible and I didn't blame myself. And God took all the suffering off my heart. <laughs> Like some people in here are going through a similar situation and they're going through a rough time or feel helpless or lost. But just remember, if you give all the problems to God, he'll give you peace. And you don't have to blame yourself or feel upset. Um, so to finish, I'd like to pray. Because God was able to give me peace and I believe he can give you peace as well. So dear Lord, thank you that whenever we're, all in, we're in pain, all we have to do is ask you to take it away and you do. I pray for anyone in this room that is going through loss or suffering, that you would just take all of the pain away and give them peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on. How incredible is that? How brave is Zara coming up here, sharing her story with us? Come on. And how powerful. That's the kind of faith I want. Wow, well, I'm just like, God, it's all yours. I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to sit on my bed. I'm going to pray until you bring peace, right? That's tenacity and fervent prayer, right? And that's just a faith that is unshakable. So Zara, you are awesome. What an incredible job. Give it up for Zara again. Come on. So amazing. So good. And we're not done yet. We are not done yet. Come on. This next speaker uh, has grown up in this church and uh, she's been a strong uh, a member of our youth team. She's jumped on board and, and she is someone uh, that is always wanting to grow and wanting to learn and wanting to remain teachable. And that's something that I think is absolutely key in our lives and in leadership. Uh, and so uh, she is one of our grade 9 and 10 Connect leaders and she's just doing an incredible job and 
Uh, the future is bright. The future is absolutely bright. And I want us to give a massive round of applause for Brooklyn as she comes to share the word. Come on. Thank you. Like Johnny said, I'm Brooklyn. Um, Zara and Saffron have already said it. Thank you, Pastor Tim and Kat, for giving us this opportunity. I also want to thank Pastor Johnny and Pastor Dina. We're very lucky here at Centro. We have great youth pastors. Tonight, I wanted to just bring a thought around breaking down your wall. So recently, um, two massive insecurities that I've been dealing with have been doubt and fear. I've constantly been feeling like I wasn't good enough in work, church, friendships, family. But recently I went to Connect Group and I saw this, I had this vision where I was standing in front of two like big brick walls. One said fear and one said doubt. And I threw these boulders at them and it hit it in the middle and then just crumbled. And in that moment I just felt like everything was okay and I wasn't gonna be fearful and I wasn't gonna be doubtful anymore. In Joshua 6, 1 to 2, it says, Now the gates of Jericho were securely barred because of the Israelites. No one went out and no one came in. Then the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have delivered Jer Jericho into your hands along with its king and, fighting, and its fighting men. Then further in that verse, it goes on about how Joshua commanded, sorry, the Lord commanded Joshua to get his armies to march around the city every day for six days and then on the seventh day to march around seven times and to have seven priests with them playing the trumpets as they march. In verse 20 of that chapter, it then says, when the trump, oh, sorry, I missed a bit. Then when they're doing the last lap for, last lap for the priests to play the trumpets and for the whole army to shout. And then in verse 20, it says, when the trumpet sounded, the army shouted. And at the sound of the trumpet, when the men gave a loud shout, the wall collapsed. So everyone charged straight in and they took the city. Whilst I was reading this, I couldn't help but think what was so important about Jericho. I was like, why didn't they say just a gate, just a wall? Why was it specifically Jericho? Why wasn't you know Jerusalem, Bethlehem, whatever? So I did some research and I found that Jericho was the gateway city to Canaan that the Israelites came to when they entered the promised land. In Psalm 100 verse 4 it says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. The Israelites knew that their key to unlocking the gates was to praise. And we can use our praise and our worship to unlock the plan and promise that God has for us. So I have three steps to help you break down your walls, spiritual barriers, whatever you want to call them. The first one is acknowledge. Joshua's armies acknowledged that they wanted to enter the promised land and they would do whatever they had to do in order to get there. When I had my vision, I acknowledged that I was having these issues of fear and doubt and I wanted to break them. The next one is faith. The army had so much faith that they marched around a city for six days straight, and then seven times on the seventh day. I like to think I have pretty good faith in God, but I would not want to march around Ipswich seven times. <laughs> but I also had faith in God and in myself that I would be able to break down those walls. And the final one is passion. The, Joshua's army had so much passion that just their voices alone broke down a wall. 
Back in those times, the walls would have taken hundreds of years to build. They would have been made out of these massive stones and just the amount of passion that the army had to just yell and use their voices to make that wall crumble is absolutely insane. I also had passion that I could break down those walls that I was having. And I've even found that now in the past couple of days that it has been since that vision, there have been certain situations where I normally would be doubting or I normally would be fearful, but I'm not. So, in summary, within us, we all carry the power to break our own spiritual walls down through the Holy Spirit. If we recognize that the praise of Jesus is a weapon and the key to unlocking God's promise for our life, then we will be able to walk within faith into our future as the name of Jesus is where our breakthrough lies. Come on. Man. Fire up a passion within us. Get passionate about the things of God and about our praise to Him. And uh, who knows, we all come against walls, right, in our life. And so that's the key to unlocking them. And uh, hey, were you blessed tonight? I was blessed tonight. And, uh, you know, these guys, this is just the beginning. This is just the beginning. I'm excited to see uh, more from Saffron and Brooklyn and Zara. And they did an incredible job. Can we give it up for all three of them again? Come on. I'm going to lift them up in this place. Thank you for listening to this podcast. 